Hello? I don't know why. Are you talking on the thumb? Hey everybody, how are you guys doing? Good, 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 good. He's on here as well. He said, hey. So, Brooks. Is that your phone or mine?
Oh, hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? Yeah, hey, so um, my name is Brooks Schaefer. I've uh, been in the insurance industry now over 20 years. I've uh, been working with my dad. Um, we do home, auto, life, commercial insurance, everything basically except health insurance. And um, I'm just going to kind of go over a few things with uh, the homeowners products that we offer since you guys are you know, real estate agents that's kind of what you deal with the most. Um, starting off, there's uh, a couple different policies, policies that uh, exist in the state of North Carolina. There's an HO3 and an HE7. The uh, HO3 is a basic homeowner's policy. It's actual cash value, which means that, um, say you have a roof claim with Allstate or somebody that offers an HO3, the way that that works is if your home was built in 2010 and you had a roof that was $20,000 at that point, sorry, um, what happens is as you go to get file your claim, you will get half of that $20,000 minus your deductible. Erie sales was called it. HE7 plus 21. It's going to be a guaranteed replacement cost, which means that you're never going to have to uh, pay anything out of pocket for a roof except your deductible. Um, the other thing is, too, now with the cost of building going up, um, there's what's called a guaranteed replacement cost, which means if your house is insured at $430,000, sorry, I keep hearing the echo. <laughs> Um, and you're, you have a total house fire and say it costs 535 to rebuild your home. A lot of companies sell a policy that are going to cover over 25% over the dwelling cost. And then over after that 25%, you're going to have to pay out of pocket. Here he sells an HE7 100% guaranteed replacement. They're going to replace that house for whatever it costs to rebuild it no matter what the insurance cost is. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things too. Uh, you get $50,000 in sewer and water backup, which is um, not in an HO3 policy. <laughs> um, the other thing is too, with selling that is you get a guaranteed replacement on uh, the roof. You get $50,000 in sewer and water backup. Um, I had a buddy of mine that moved his insurance to Allstate and had a uh, sewer and water backup, which was not covered by them. Uh, Erie would have covered that policy up to $50,000. He ended up coming out of pocket, I think, forty three grand. So it's always a good thing to uh, 
take a look at your policies every year. You know, prices go up every year. There's always going to be rate increases. Um, claims in North Carolina, the way that works is two claims in three years with the standard company, they will uh, cancel your insurance and then that will require you to have insurance force placed on you, which is usually double the cost on something like that, um, which is also a good thing about knowing who your agent is. So then you can always just reach out and uh, ask these questions along the way. Um, are there any questions you guys have for me or stuff that you have, you know, might help you guys with the selling point? <laughs> I keep hearing an echo. It catches me off guard. Can you hear me? James is in the chat. He's in, you can't hear me. Okay. So I guess down the phone. He, he's in the chat. So over here. Okay. Okay. Question for you on deduct deductible. How much does that usually range for people? So there's 250, 500, 1,000, 2,500. Now they offer 5,000 and 10,000. So a thousand is usually standard nowadays with um, new home builds. What I try to tell people to do is to take a higher deductible because you have a less chance of having a claim with everything being brand new. Cause what happens is, is you file, you know, say you have a $3,000 claim, you have a thousand dollar deductible, you get $2,000 from that. The next year you have a total loss, you know, house fire or something of that sort. That's two claims in three years. You're looking at getting canceled at that point. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize when you get get canceled by a company like that, your insurance doubles, sometimes triples. Just depends. But a thousand dollars is usually what most people take. Okay. So somebody asked the name of your company is Erie, correct? We're Schaefer Insurance. We broker for about 15 different comp companies, but Erie is who we mainly use. Here, I'm going to put your link in there. So, yeah. so do you, when people come in, do you just bid out their stuff or how does that work? Yeah. So we have a system that we can run each quote through and it brokers through all the different companies we have. Okay. So I'm always searching for the most competitive rate, but also I've done this long enough now to know that coverages are more important once you start accumulating assets and things of that sort. Um, you know, different generations look at things differently. The younger generation looks at price, you know, the older generation looks at protecting their assets and, you know, it's, you know, a 16 year old driver 
you put onto a new policy, a parent's going to want to add an umbrella policy to make sure that they have the extra million dollars of coverage over their auto and their homeowner's policy. Um, there's a lot to it. It's uh, it's something that really needs to be looked at as much as possible. I mean, people should really take a look at it when they can. Do you get any discounts being a first-time home buyer? So not necessarily with the first-time home buyer stuff, but nowadays if you don't write your home and auto together, you're not going to get the most competitive rates that you could get. They have uh, safe driver discounts, you know, stuff like that, multiple multi car discounts, um, home alarm discounts. If it's a new home, per, if it's a brand new home, there's always going to be a little bit of a discount with that. But most of your stuff's going to come between multi-policies. Okay. So if you have, um, basically you can buy, combine your home and car insurance is what you're saying. So when you go to buy a home, what if you have car insurance with another company and it's not expiring yet? Or so the easiest thing to do, what was that, Casey? I'm sorry. It, um, so you know how your car insurance renews each year? What if it's not coming up on a renewal? So it depends on what company you're with some companies if you cancel early will charge a short rate penalty which is about 10 percent of whatever the remainder of the premium is so say if you pay 1200 a year you have nine months left on your policy there's 800 left you pay 80 bucks to cancel a lot of times it's worth doing because the discount will be more than you'll save more by putting them together than leaving it the way it is. Okay. And so, I mean, a lot of times if it doesn't, I just tell people keep your auto where it's at. And then when it renews, we'll move to that with it. Makes sense. So, okay. And so when you're buying a house, okay. I've got for this instance, I yeah. have a contract going in tonight on a house at the beach. And what do you typically see in flood zones? So when it says, we saw a sheet of paper that said $648 annually, is that all the insurance or is that in addition to another insurance? Flood insurance is always going to be additional. It's, it's a uh, federal policy. So flood insurance is going to usually be the same based off of it's going to be based off of the dwelling amount, but it's a federally run program. So it's okay. so you're going to have a separate home and a separate flood. Flood's usually pretty cheap. Yeah, I was going to depending on where it is. Cheap. That's like fifty two or fifty four extra. Don't quote me on my math. Um, extra dollars a month for him. Yeah, and you have to have be in a flood zone to actually qualify to get <laughs> flood insurance. There and intercoastal. It's awesome. So yeah. Yeah, beach insurance has gotten really crazy. The wind and hail is what's super expensive. And there's there's good companies that offer um, all that package together instead of having to write, you know, the JUA and then write a home somewhere else. There's companies now that will write the wind and the hail and the dwelling at the same policy. So okay. it gives you a much cheaper rate. Okay. That makes sense. 
Yeah. So next question. I know a lot of people um, do Airbnbs and we actually have a section that like we're at my, they were on here, Moxie Property Rentals. Yeah. Very closely with them and you met them at, and um, as far as Airbnbs go, if you, do you give discounts if you have multiple properties with you or is it just each go as like depending on the location. So there's always going to be discounts when you have multi policies. Um, the good thing is, is I just realized we just started doing some stuff with Airbnbs. Erie will cover um, fixing an Airbnb if something happens. And they do have liability on the policy also. A lot of places... If you have a homeowner's policy or a landlord's pol a policy, mm -hmm. they're not all going to cover Airbnb. Like there are some companies that don't. So if you're dealing with somebody that's never done it before, make sure that the company they call realizes that that's what they're doing. Because if they don't have any liability coverage, they're in trouble. Okay, so. That leads me to my next question. Uh, about, well, does anybody else have any questions? I'm rolling the questions. Yeah, out. no, y'all go right ahead. Ask away. No, I'm working with a client. <laughs> I've been stacking these up, and I'm actually sending him Brooks as well later. Yeah. Um, so, the price point on Airbnbs. What did that usually start out as being investment, not like your property? Property. Um, it just depends. We wrote a guy in Lake Gaston. Now, it was a million-dollar home that we wrote, so it was on the more expensive end. But for him to have coverage for his Airbnb and the house, thinking it was close to probably 3500 a year for that, but that also covered – the dwelling also, not just the liability. And so it's, you know, basically it depends on what the dwelling amount of the home is. It's going to be a part of the price too. Okay. And if you're a flipper, such as Adam and myself, what, uh, as far as insurance go, I think you did maybe our first one, maybe. We may have. Um, as far as that goes, has anything changed as far as, like, I mean, what would you care if you were going to be flipping a home and you know you're going to be hopefully selling that thing within three to six months? I would put it in a vacant property and then there's an endorsement you can add that will give you coverage for all the equipment and, you know, plywood mm -hmm. and things like that. It's usually $1,500 a year. And you, the good thing is with Erie is you don't have to pay it all up front. You can okay. set it up on monthlies. Let's say, like I said, if it's a flip, you hopefully are going to be in and out of that thing in three, at worst case scenario, six months. Do yeah. you get reimbursed on that if you pay it all up front? If you pay it all up front, and you then sell they it. will refund it. on the house in January. You do renovations, everything. You finish them around about March. It's on the market, and they close by May. For the remainder of the year. So you do get that check back. Yeah, you do get that check back. Honestly, what we've started to do is to set it up monthly. So mm -hmm. when it ends, 
it's just it, the policy is just done. You're making monthly payments when you close when the property closes. Yeah. There's no refund check. You're not out. You know, you don't have to pay the whole fifteen hundred. Yeah, you don't have to. Okay. Okay. And some people do with closing costs. It just depends. I mean, how they decide to do that. Okay. And um, I feel like I'm hopping all around as far as investments go. What? Um, so you're getting a loan. You have to have insurance, correct? Correct. So what is it that makes you stand out amongst I mean, I, I've had that personal relationship with you and I know you're great because you've covered some of our bars and stuff, which I know can be a pain. That's like a whole nother animal <laughs> for another. <Yeah. laughs> Not everybody wants to be crazy and do that world. Uh, so as I, well, Adam does. So um, I guess for people that have multiple businesses, such as ourselves, do you do like bundles? Like, so where you can if, do the house and all of our investment properties and the dealership, everything all into one. So it's each policy is going to be set up separately, unless say you have an LLC that has multiple properties under it. Then we'd write it under the LLC, which would list, you know, four or five different locations. If you had a restaurant, <laughs> no, it's not a good idea. It's better to do it. Separate that way. If something happens to one, um, yeah, so, exactly. Not, yeah, so I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> and <laughs> then um, with businesses, like if you have a restaurant, if it's in different LLCs, they all have to be written separately. Okay. So back to what makes you stand out as far as it. Um, when say it's a first time home buyer like my guy today. And he's getting a conventional loan. So he's got to have insurance before he goes. Uh, everybody would, I would hope you'd want, even if you're paying cash, would want to put insurance on the property. Yeah. But, <laughs> there are some people out there like to wild. You'd on be the surprised. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> and people take their chances. <laughs> so not one of them. But as far as that goes, so what would make you stand out? I mean, honestly, the thing that we do best is, is, and people who've done business with us is, is, is customer service. I mean, we've got close to 6,000 clients and I would imagine probably 98% of them have our cell phones. And the other thing is too, is, you know, when, when you call me for a claim, I mean, a, for a quote, that's the first thing I do, no matter what it is I'm doing. New business is always going to come first. You know, I'm going to reach out to the mortgage lender. I'm going to give you the best product that I have to offer. And, you know, I mean, ask James. He's done business with us. You guys have done business with us. I mean, I don't, I believe in personal relationships, you know, and I. Why is it in this business? It does. And I want to make sure that people know that no matter what, that they're always, we're always going to have their back. The customer's the most important. So a lot of our um, viewers and people that follow us on Mondays that come on, a lot of them are from Texas because Holly cool. is from Texas. And she, um, my co-host, she, <coughs> I guess the question is, can you help people in Texas as well? Or are you just strictly North Carolina? Or I'm you strictly, I'm strictly North Carolina. 
Um, I don't know if Erie is in Texas or not. There's a select few states that they are. Um, but what I can tell you is find a good independent agent who owns the agency, you know, that, that's, that works there daily. You know, my dad's 66 and he yeah. still works every single day and work not if as hard as I do or maybe harder, but you know, I mean, I think that's what keeps him going and he loves what he does, but um, it makes a difference when somebody owns it, not just the agent that sells for someone. Mm -hmm. so. so we give lots of tips and hacks on here. I know we got a little started a little bit later, but um, can you tell me one tip? what you just did um find an independent agent but do you have another one as far as when people are shopping and they're overwhelmed by everything what's one thing that can make their life easier uh because i've heard horror stories i just my friends just went through it as far as insurance goes people trying to get kickbacks and things like that and pushing them towards certain agents and that kind of thing so um basically what can they do to pr protect their prevent that from happening and make it easy and be like, okay, that was a great experience. The thing that I tell most people is to find somebody that you trust and ask them who they used. I mean, really, if somebody refers you to us, mm -hmm. I mean, we close probably 98% of the deals and our retention rate is 92%. So, I mean, I try to use, like, I, if I wanted to buy a house, I would call you. I said, Casey, who do I use for a mortgage? Or, you know, Me who or do Jay I use to, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just finding somebody that you trust mm -hmm. is the main thing. You know, nowadays, everybody's can tell you what you want to hear, but it's all about action. Yes. Very true. Very yeah. true. How about a hack? What kind of hack do you have for us? What kind of hack? Yeah. Uh, like what? a life hack? <laughs> yeah, a life hack. We'll stay. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good <laughs> hack. I mean, insurance-wise, there's really no way to hack it because you you have to get to follow the rules. You know, there's no <laughs> there's no way to beat the system in the insurance industry. Yeah. Make sure you get it. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can never be overinsured, but you can always be underinsured. You should definitely find an agent that will take the time to explain to you what insurance really is and what it means. Because when something happens, you will... I promise you, you will be very happy that you have somebody that took the time to explain to you or that will take the time to explain to you when the time comes for you to find, you know, go through a claim or in a situation where you really need their expertise. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about homes. We have some commercial people on here. I know us and myself. As you know, I do commercial. So as far as buildings go, it does it is insurance based on 
building size? Is it based on the business that's going in there? Is it, let's say someone's, there's a difference between lease and owning the building. I know that. So if let's say someone's leasing out a spot, what is required of them as far as property insurance? What would you tell them that they would need? Depending on what their landlord requests for them to carry. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when it's a lease, you're just required for personal property. If you're a landlord and you've never bought a building in your life and you often decide to get wild. Oh, if I was the landlord and I was going to rent to somebody. You answered that question, but it led me into another question. Gotcha. Okay. Well, so let's say I decided to buy a building tomorrow and I'm putting tenants in there and there's, let's say, six spots. What, what would be required? Uh, what, would, uh, what would you say to protect me as far as requiring my tenants to get their own insurance policy? I would make sure that you have general liability and workers' comp insurance from each business that's in there. Mm -hmm. And depending on... Liability is the main concern. I mean, really, you want to make sure you're covered in case somebody gets hurt or something like that. But the good thing about work comp is, is they can't come back on you with their audits at the end of the year if they have any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I would definitely make sure that they have general liability and workers' comp insurance of their own. Because okay. then that keeps away from being able to come after you. Okay, because I know some people want you to hold up to a $2 million policy or a million dollar. They can. And you can get up to $2 million to $5 million umbrellas. Mm -hmm. It's just based off of what your uh, landlord is requiring you to carry. Okay. If I was a landlord, I would require, I would go $2 million. I would require them to carry an umbrella. Okay. So that's going to swing me back around to... Um, I didn't mean to turn tonight into like a vestment night, but no, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's the direction I took it. Um, that's what happens, Hallie, when I, you give me control. <laughs> you see my niche. So, like, I have a renter in one of my. We have renters in all four of our rental properties. What um, What would you require them? Because I require them to hold their own insurance. Like, I have my insurance on the property, but I require them to hold their own. So what would you require for that? So for them, all they need is a renter's policy. Now for you, is are they in LLCs or are they personal name? A personal name, one of them, and the other ones are in LLCs. Okay. So what I would do is put them all in an LLC. Adam's are then, in LLC. Mine's in a personal name. So. Okay. So yours, you can write a personal umbrella policy which would then give you an extra million dollars over your personal home, your personal auto, and then your landlords. So mm -hmm. the other thing is people don't realize you, you're given 300,000 in liability per home. It's $4 a year more to add from 300 to a million. And that's just the basic home policy. Yeah. That's a hack right there. <laughs> That's there you go. Okay. There you go. That's a good one. People don't realize you can get it for an extra. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You and then up. say you get an umbrella, then you have a million, you have two million dollars in coverage 
instead of a million three hundred thousand. Okay, so yeah. But I would definitely, if you're doing that, I would carry a commercial umbrella too. Mm -hmm. um, but I would add all your liabilities from three hundred thousand to a million on each one of your policies. I mean, I mean, as soon as you guys get a chance, if I were you, because it's. I need to go back and look at mine. So Thirty dollars a year. I felt like, and I know a lot of other people. The reason why I'm asking these questions is things that I should slow down and ask, and I wish I would have when I was getting my house. They but, don't realize it until. And I'm a realtor, and it's the first property I've ever um, personally bought. The first home I purchased on my own, and it was like a whirlwind. I remember being overwhelmed. <laughs> And I'm still trying to work. And then they're asking these questions. And I'm sure every single person I work with as clients, they all probably feel the same way. So, well, so the other good thing is, I, so I wrote a guy recently who owns a couple rental properties and he's hiring a property maintenance company to do work for him. But they require you to carry a million in liability mm -hmm. to do the work. Yeah. I just found out that Erie is one of the only companies that'll give you a million dollars of liability on a landlord policy. Hmm. So just in case if anybody runs into that, there is, or there is ways of, and companies that do offer a million dollars in coverage. So don't let them tell you that they don't, or, you know, that they, a lot of agents sometimes yeah. don't want to take the time to do it. Do your job. Chop. Yeah, exactly. So um, I would definitely, yeah, you definitely need to get million dollars on your stuff as soon as possible. Let me look at it when you get a chance and I'll tell you what oh, to do. I'll send it over to you. So, um, and I have another question. Uh, types of businesses. Does is some businesses more, I think I know the answer to this, just being multiple, but is some businesses say a bar compared to an office space and compared to a car dealership? I mean, would like the prices on those. So we do all kinds of stuff. Um, I do a lot of stuff in the trucking industry, industry, dump trucks, long hauls, um, that's very expensive. Expensive. There's a lot of liability in, in that. Bars are, <laughs> you don't serve food at your places, do you? So it's a substandard market based off of alcohol sales. So it just depends. I mean, there's so many companies with so many different rates these days. Liquor liability rates is the thing that you really need to look for. Cause that's where you can find companies that are, you know, half of others, mm -hmm. which that's, that's a huge thing to look for when you guys get ready to start doing your stuff. Mm -hmm. um, car dealerships, Erie loves them. They, they, they like that market. There's a, uh, there's great premium in it. And a lot of times there's no, there's not a lot of losses, mm -hmm. believe it or not. I mean, most of the time people fix their cars at places like that. So that, you know, if things happen, they do the work themselves, but each business is going to be rated different, differently. Car dealerships range from 3000 to 20, depending on how many dealer tags and 
you know, inventory they have. Mm -hmm. I have a trucking company that pays 150,000 a year to do their stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and you know, um, and if anybody that's on here has any questions, get my information from Casey. I'll be more than happy to help. Um, Texas is different than North Carolina. I'm going to put your uh, Instagram name in there as well. So that way they yeah. can see your Instagram. Follow him on Instagram. Follow me. Yes. <laughs> Do you guys have any other questions or? Let's see here. <clears throat> You've answered a ton of these questions. So. Yeah. But we're coming up towards the end. So. Um, what else can you share with us about your company, your personal company? Like family owned. What brought, what made you do this? So we kind of did this backwards tonight. We usually start with that, but the whole thing yeah. threw me off. So. Um, my dad was in the uh, janitorial business for 25 years or so and did really well. And we had some friends that had mentioned a, us about getting into insurance and we didn't take it real serious at first. And we got into Allstate and uh, it's funny because my dad lost his job because he couldn't pass his uh, finance test at the time. So he opened up an independent agency and went to Erie and Erie told him that they never, he would never be an agent. And then looking back here, we are 30 years later and we're like the, fourth or fifth largest agency around town. So it all works out. It's uh never say never to people. <laughs> exactly. Don't they're not me at least. <laughs> uh, um, I hold a life insurance license. Do you, mm -hmm. you know, it took me 15 times to pass that test. I got that the first time. My real estate exam was a whole nother. Exam. I know I didn't do real well with the test. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't do much with it, but. As in, like, hardly anything. I just keep it active or keep it. You might as well. You yeah. went through it. Exactly. So, <laughs> so other anyway. than that, you know, we're family owned and operated. And, and I mean, has it been open for 30 years? You said, how many years have you been? Dad's, I've been doing this since I was out of high school. I'm 41 now. So, 23 years. 23 years. It's a long time. <laughs> it is a long time. If you'd asked me when I was 18 if I was going to be an insurance agent still, I would have told you you're crazy. Yeah. Lots of people's homes you've saved in cars. <laughs> so, I have. Tried to. Accounts, bank accounts, we should say. Exactly. You're to save a bank account. <laughs> save your home and save your house. <laughs> your bank account. So. Hey guys, do you have anything? No. But if you have any questions, uh, we can also... Um, I'm going to drop your phone number in there as well. And that way, if they have any questions, they can always text you. What do you think? What's the best way to get in touch with you? However, call. I'm more of a talk person. So <laughs> texting is fine, though. Email is not the fastest way. Email is not the fastest. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Brooks, we really appreciate you being on here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So are you coming to 
um, I was going to announce tonight, we have the um, soft opening this coming weekend of Splits, what used to be the old Seagrace, 407 Glenwood. We will, Thursday night's our first night. So if anybody swing through and say, you heard about it on here on Monday night on Hallie and I show. And my purse I was talking about last week, I actually was returned. Big shout out to Morgan, who works at Vidrio. She returned it to That's me. Awesome. They are good people in this world. So, but I do have a new driver's license on the way. Incredible. <laughs> hey, do you insure purses or things? Yeah, they do. So You can add it onto your homeowner's policy. So what's the craziest thing you've ever added onto a homeowner's policy? Uh... I haven't actually done anything crazy, but I had a buddy of mine that insured a guy's jewelry's policy and he had a chain that was about $350,000. Is it for like Jay-Z? It was the NFL football player. Okay. And the only reason I remember it is because there was only one place that would do it, but it was, uh, I was kind of amazed. I didn't know you could insure that kind of thing. I mean, I knew you could insure jewelry, but. Not that people can't insure dogs. Rocky, actually, we need to do that. <laughs> so. You should. I know. <laughs> I just had to let my guy go. He was eighteen. I'm sorry. Ah, that's okay. So, what's the biggest policy you ever written? Uh, that trucking business. Trucking business. Yeah, it was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's awesome. So. Yeah. So, guys, I'm we're trying to get more into the commercial stuff. I was going to say, yeah, remember, he does commercial as well. And there's, um, fun fact, there's very few people in this town that do in, insurance bars, and he is one of them. So he's been a- Do it all. He's been Adam's guy for many years. So, so. but I'll let James keep the claim of reintroducing. <laughs> <laughs> it all circles around Anna. Yeah, exactly. It does. She's very good people. So. Uh. All right. Okay. Well, anything else you want to add? I think that is all for me. That is it. Well, thank you so much, Brooks. And I really awesome. appreciate you coming on here. Thank and, you, guys. Um, yeah. I'll see you Thursday. That sounds great. And we will see everybody else, um, hopefully Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. And I will see everybody next Monday. And hopefully Holly will be back next Monday with me. So have a great week. Have a good night.